Hi everyone, this is Happiest, episode number 45, Rising Above Judgment. Welcome, I'm your host Susan Chattis. I'm an author, artist, and teacher, and a very happy member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we'll be searching to find the happiest moments in every circumstance, in every situation. These are some of my stories. I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast today. Last time, we talked about the choice you have every day in every circumstance in your life to choose which story in your brain that you want to stick to that will serve you best in your life. Today, we are going to talk about how to release and rise above judgments. So, what if you were perfect? What if everything you did was perfect every time you did anything? What if your baked bread was perfect, your house was perfect, and your pets were all perfectly housebroken? What if everyone around you was perfect, always doing the exact perfect thing at the precise perfect time? What if your boss was perfect, your friends were perfect, and you always played pickleball perfectly every time you picked up a racket? What if your neighbor was perfect? Every driver on the freeway was perfect, and every time it snowed, it snowed perfectly, leaving your driveway completely dry. What if your family was perfect? What if your spouse was perfect with a perfect job, a perfect attitude, and always perfectly on time? What if your children were perfect with perfect grades, and your mother-in-law with her perfect supportive comments? What if you had everything you wanted, and only what you wanted, exactly as you wanted, perfectly when you wanted it? What if life was never meant to be perfect, and instead of all this exhausting perfection? What if life was full of imperfect people like you and me? doing imperfect bread-making, imperfect pickleball playing, and still learning how to house-train the dog. What if life was all about all our imperfections engaging inside a network of mistake-making, blunder-negotiating, and slip-up-sliding? all to finally negotiate a life made for discovering, realizing, learning, and changing. What if life was not even made for perfect people, but perfectly prepared for imperfect people to grow? I think we all realize no one is perfect. But sometimes we get trapped in the judgment epidemic where we see people all around us not acting in accordance with our own expectations of how we think they should think or act. 
Sometimes we tend to not only put other people on a behavior judgment plan, but we also can find ourselves on a prosecution trial, expecting our own immediate perfection while walloping opportunities for learning and growth into self-judgments of, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Or, why can't I ever do anything perfect? When we allow this gavel of judgment into our lives, we do so at the expense of our time, our energy, and eventually our happiness. Instead of perfection, we give life a good try. We might even try our very best, and then when we still don't have it perfect, well, we just try again. The thing I love about trying anything is that even if you try and don't succeed, you still have learned many things along the way just because you were trying. The award-winning poet Maya Angelou once said, You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeats so you can know who you are, what you can rise from, and how you can still come out of it. Don't you love that? I think that's my new favorite quote. In this life, instead of spending your time and energy on judging yourself for what you haven't learned yet, remember that you are going to encounter some hiccups and mistakes in this life. Failing many times before you reach your end goal is far more common than you think. Now, Think about that saying one more time, but this time change the word you to another pronoun to represent someone else you might have been judging or expecting to be perfect. In this life, he is going to encounter some hiccups and missteps, failing many times before he reaches his end goal is far more common than you think. When we hear about great innovators and inventors from history, we usually just focus on what they got right. However, we rarely bring up the countless hours, the many mistakes, and all the missteps that they made before ever even attaining their goal. For example, it took James Dyson, and you'll be amazed at this, 5,000 126 vacuum design attempts before he could finally get a properly working vacuum. Walt Disney did not have an easy start at the age of 22. He was actually fired from his job at a newspaper office because he lacked imagination and didn't have any good ideas. After that, Disney would go on to acquire an animation studio, only to have this whole studio eventually go bankrupt. It wasn't until he made his way to L.A., and then he created the iconic Mickey Mouse, when everything for him started to change. 
Einstein spent much of his time trying to figure out what he wanted to do, taking a job as an insurance salesman and eventually at a patent office as an assistant. However, he would eventually go on to do groundbreaking work in physics and math, eventually earning a Nobel Prize. It took Thomas Edison, and I know you've heard this story before, but I love it, 1,000 unsuccessful attempts before he finally created his first light bulb. And I remember hearing this story. WD-40 was named that because the inventor of this squeaky door hinge oil tried 39 previous times to get it right until he landed on the correct recipe on trial number 40. And I think that's so cool. I always wondered, why is this name WD-40? What if life was not perfect? What if life was for mistakes, slip-ups, and do-overs? What if instead of raising judgment, we spent our time rising above judgment for ourselves and for all the learners and inventors all around us? Whenever we look outside of ourselves, we tend to evaluate, compare, and judge. In the olden days, it was important to be able to evaluate our surroundings and to make a judgment if it was a good time or not to go look for food, or if we were going to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or something. However, in today's non-saber-toothed tiger grocery stores, we can rise above judgment and rewire our brains toward more understanding and more empathy for ourselves and others as we make mistakes and then learn and grow from them, including the connections and relationships around us. We can also allow ourselves to search for understanding of another person's motivations and to explore the bigger picture of what may be happening in their lives instead of passing judgment. In a world of relations, associations, and family links, inevitably wires can get crossed and conflicts can happen. But it is possible to close the door to our assumptions and to open it up to opportunities for support, awareness, and understanding. Many years ago, I had the opportunity to work at a middle school, and I remember one day a young eighth grade student had been judged and was found lacking. Specifically, he was lacking in homework assignments for the week, and his classroom behavior had been labeled as disrespectful since he would not look at or answer his teachers. So he was sent to what they called lunch detention to miss an assembly that the rest of the school would be attending. That day, I had been assigned to be in the lunch detention room. I remember I walked around to check on the other students and then finally pulled up a chair close to this one boy's desk to see if I could help him get caught up on some of his work. We started talking about skateboarding 
and I remember him telling me about the ollie that he had finally just mastered. He started to open up to me about why he was failing school. He told me that his life up to that point had been spent almost totally in the foster care system, and for the last year he had been placed in a home in Cache Valley that he had grown to love. He talked about the family he had lived with there and how he felt that it was the first time in his life that he truly had a family that cared for him. A few weeks earlier, the courts had decided to remove him from that home to live again with his biological mom as a trial period since she had now been released from prison. The boy wasn't acting out because he was corrupt and needed to be punished. The boy missed his foster family. He felt lost, scared, and uncared for. I will never forget the opportunity I had that day as a teacher to take some time to listen to him and to think from his point of view, to step into another person's shoes and to get a sense of his situation and what he might be thinking or feeling in his life. Empathy helps us step off our own moral podium and close the door between our own manufactured assumptions about someone and the reality door of their life and what they are experiencing. I think judgment is a quick reaction kept deep inside the basement of our brains, trying to understand someone else's motivations takes time. You never know what people are going through because each person you meet has their own story to tell. So instead of being judgmental, just listen and learn about their story. When we evaluate and blame others, it does us little good. What do we learn when we do it? Well, we learn that we can evaluate and blame others. No one is perfect. Everyone is trying. Everyone is learning as they try. When I see someone who is doing something that I think is not good, instead of judging, I can think of things that I am also working on in my own life that are not so good. If I see someone who is on their phone in a meeting or something, instead of listening as they should, instead of judging them, I can think of things that I do in a meeting instead of listening. When I see someone who is doing something that maybe is unhealthy, instead of judging them, I can think of things that I do in my own life that might be unhealthy. Instead of judging, we can shift our focus into one that allows 40 ways to make WD-40 or a thousand ways to make a light bulb and many, many ways to see all there is within others as well as within ourselves that needs improvement. The bottom line is that I think we are all 
going to be at it for some time, changing what we can, doing the best with what we can't, and accepting and forgiving all of it, all along the way. Allow your own reaching in this life. Permit your own rising and accept your own raising as you try and then try again. And when it comes to others, allow their own reaching. Permit their own rising and accept their own raising as they also continue to try. In the book called Choose Happy, the author says, Judgment is like a happiness sponge that can soak up not only our own happiness, but the happiness of those around us. So understanding when it's best to drop the judgment hammer and let it go can help us create space for happy in the present. What are you doing in your own life to keep your soul aloft? It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar and there are days when it will not. But there are many things you can do to add lift to your life. Even on those days when the string gets all tangled around your feet, you will be able to look for the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We're going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life in all situations that will help you to keep your soul aloft. Be ready, because together, we're out to find the happy. Thanks for listening again today. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and get ready to release and rise above judgments in your own life, as well as those around you. Then, you'll be able to find the happy in it. Bye for now. See you next time.